everyone and welcome to episode 11 of the Phoenix Rising podcast. I am your host. I hope everyone is doing well and staying safe out there. Today we are going to be going over strategies for different types of narcissistic abuse. So this is part two of my two-part healing series. So we're going to look at uh, family, church, friends, work, and romantic relationships so there's going to be some overlap between a lot of them and some things that we've already mentioned but i will talk about some new strategies to help cope and heal so disclaimer i'm not a therapist i'm not a life coach i am a fellow survivor and if there's anything you really want to try but you're not sure about definitely consult with a professional first because i don't want anybody to make things worse or sink into more depression or anxiety or trigger any traumas that's not my intention at all so please consult anybody first before trying anything especially if you're unsure I am just here for some suggestions and uh, I hope the audio is okay it is it's like a hundred degrees where I am I am melting and I have my fan on but I put it far away so hopefully you guys can't hear it right now okay so first we are going to talk about strategies to cope with narcissistic abuse in the family dynamic the first article that i found was on psychology today which is always a very reliable site i find a lot of my information and resources from there there was an article from a licensed social worker named named Bill Eddy. His first suggestion when dealing with a narcissistic family member is to not call them a narcissist. And I have done this before with my ex, before I knew that I probably shouldn't say anything and it it's true it doesn't do anything. You don't gain anything. I mean it if you are gonna do it it does give you kind of a sense of relief just to to vent it and to be like yeah I know what you are sucka kind of thing but as far as being productive it doesn't do anything because these people are incapable of reflecting so they're not gonna stop and go gosh you know what maybe I really am a narcissist maybe I am hurting this person they're not gonna do that and sometimes they can backfire and they will try to go out of their way to prove that they're not and like what was happened with my ex making you think that you're actually the narcissist and they're not so I think that is a good point is um it might give you a temporary temporary sense of relief to vent that out and call them out and let them know that you know what they are but really in the end it's not the most productive or effective strategy that you can use Secondly would be don't argue with them. This is a big one. This is a part of not jading. And the A and jade is for argue. So we don't want to argue. You're just, sadly you're not going to get anywhere. And it's so, I think this is one of the hardest parts of dealing with a narcissist in your life. In any dynamic is not arguing. It is so hard to just stand there and let them do their crazy (laughs) it's very very difficult but be again because they're not reflective they're 
they're not going to see your side. They're not going, because they have no empathy, they're not going to be able to see from your side, your perspective. They're not going to be able to take a walk in your shoes. They see in such black and white and with that split thinking, the splitting, that it just really intensifies the situation again as opposed to anything that's productive he also mentions in not arguing with the narcissist that this could put your family member in a even more defensive position because narcissists are always playing the victim card so if they're seeing themselves as the victim which they do and you're putting them in that victim state that things are probably going to intensify and the conflict is going to get worse. His third suggestion is to focus on your choices and the narcissistic family members choices. So as we know, narcs will often complain they will criticize other people, talk about how unfairly they're being treated and how everything is someone else's fault and not theirs. So one of his suggestions is that you can, you know, let them know just kind of simply matter of factly just say, you know, his example is that's too bad. Sounds like you might want to put your energy somewhere else or realize that so-and-so isn't going to give you what you want. You always have a choice of what to do or who to be around. Good luck with that. So you could do something like that or he suggests knowing that we ourselves have a choice in that we can either cut off contact with the family member, we can limit our time with the family member, or that we can have someone else as an advocate, as a support with us when we are around that family member. Ironically enough, my ex often had me with him as support with his narcissistic mother because that gave him strength. I think he was <laughs> so sad as I thought that I was uh, helping him, but at the, really he, I think he was just draining me and kind of leaning on me and absorbing my strength and my light to deal with that but for us victims us survivors warriors we are more than we have we have the right to bring someone with us and have us as a support when we are dealing with a narcissistic person so the author Bill Eddy of this article is saying that you have choices. We do have choices with how we deal with our family members. And having those choices gives us some of our power back and takes some of the stress away. So I think that's a really fantastic point that he makes. His fourth suggestion is to set limits on what you will do for them. Because we can't control their behavior. We can't get them to change. But we can change. And we can control our own behavior. So we need to decide in a family dynamic with a narcissist. How far are we willing to go? You know, we don't have to bend over backwards. We don't have to 
go out of our way to bring ourselves discomfort or pain or to emotionally drain ourselves to do something for them if it's going to hurt us you know we don't have to put someone else before us even if it is a family member we still need to keep ourselves as a priority so some examples he gives are uh, he says in many families a narcissistic sibling or child slowly takes over by demanding the most attention and loyalty insulting everyone violating family rules manipulating decision making in the family so that's one example of a family dynamic with a narcissist and he says you know you don't have to cooperate and that you can withdraw your participation as far as their actions against other people and another example he gives with that is you can say if you're going to speak to me that way I'm going to have to end this conversation or I'm sorry but I can't go with you when you confront our neighbor I don't agree that they have done anything wrong So just, you know, stick up for yourself, draw boundary lines, and that goes for any narcissistic dynamic. We have to have boundaries or we are not safe. We are not protective with, protected without our boundaries. And then his last suggestion is to get support and consultation, which this goes for any narcissistic dynamic you need to speak with somebody who can help you get through this friends other non-narcissistic family members professionals get perspective get guidance this is a very emotionally draining toxic traumatic experience especially within the family because you you can't choose which family you're born into you can't it's not easy to strip away contact with a mother or a father or a sibling or a child even my biological father I don't know him personally I'm not sure if he's a narcissist or not but he is abusive he is he was physically emotionally spiritually sexually abusive and he just doesn't have interest in our lives or who my siblings and I are as people and every time we try to establish a relationship he will talk for a little bit and then he just vanishes and he blames my mother for everything and none of it's his fault that he wasn't in our lives so you know I'm inclined to think that he is but moral of the story is it is difficult to detach from a family member and I, I can't fathom detaching from someone that you know you know that you have grown up with that you've raised that <laughs> raised you I, I mean I just I can't even fathom it because it is hard enough when you are disconnecting from a stranger that is your blood and I love the last note he says that there's a saying in Al-Anon. So Al-Anon is a recovery support group for family and friends of people who have drinking problems. And the saying is, let go with love. 
in a family dynamic, letting go with love, his examples are it can mean letting go of certain interactions, discussing certain topics, or having certain conversations at all. You can say, I need to go now, talk to you later, and quickly move on. He also suggests that sometimes you can write out what you're going to say in advance so you can be more prepared and confident in how you are going to set some boundaries. And then that way that'll also prepare you for any bad behavior or, um, or comments, things like that, that you're going to get as a reaction for setting limits. And that you can even practice these conversations with a counselor, a friend, a, a non-narcissistic family member. So you can have that built up confidence when you are approaching the family member, when you are letting go with love and saying, hey, you know what, we're not going to talk about this thing or we're not going to spend such and such time together. It doesn't always have to mean no contact, but that is ultimately up to you because this is your life and you deserve to be happy and healthy physically emotionally spiritually sexually so it is all up to you whether to go no contact or limited contact with a family member so I'm not going to tell you either or it's totally not my place <laughs> but I think that is a good start to let go with love so use that with no contact or limited contact we can be the bigger better person in these situations the next site I found for dealing with narcissistic family members is a site called Glennis Sherwood Counseling. I'll put all this stuff up on the social media. Their suggestions are to understand that your family member is not going to change and that you cannot help him or her become a better person or to heal. We simply do not have that power and if a person has very severe narcissistic tendencies on the you know if they're high up on the spectrum if they have full-blown narcissistic personality disorder they're not going to change and without intensive therapy and hard work on their part it's just it's not going to happen and to hold on to reality and realize that you are not responsible for their actions their abuse you know we have to hold on to the reality of who we really are despite of all the false things that they are saying no matter how much they blame us tell us we're horrible people tell us we're a narcissist we need to keep a really tight grasp on who we are and that's why it's so important to go on this journey of finding out who you are again so that we can stay solid and grounded in our reality, in our power. And in that way, we won't need any outside validation. We know who we are and we can better protect ourselves and combat the abuse. They also suggest to stop disclosing any personal information to the family member you know how you're feeling what's going on at work in relationships friendships what you're struggling with you basically do not tell a narcissist what your kryptonite is because they will use that against you keep the conversation superficial is another suggestion on here and to avoid emotional subjects 
uh, especially power-based emotional subjects such as naming the problem or discussing appropriate family behavior because that's going to trigger them to fall into victimhood again and then you're going to have a whole blow up in your face. They also say to distance from negative family interactions by either deciding to go minimal or no contact. And like the last site said, set ground rules about what you are willing and not willing willing to accept into your life what kind of behavior you can tolerate set those boundaries set those limits decide how much time you are going to invest and be around this person or this could also be multiple family members this could be more than one person absolutely they also say to connect with allies in your extended family if you have any you know, hopefully you are in a fit. There are some people in your family that are not narcissistic, that are supportive, that are not on the narcissist side. And I know that can be very difficult to find or to have. But if that is available to you, that is someone that you can talk to, trust, uh, have an ally, you know. Or have an advocate. That would be a, a really good place to have a support. And once again, consider getting counseling from a therapist, especially one that specializes in family abuse. This is, I'm going to tell you that over and over. (laughs) It's something that I personally believe in deep down in my heart and that I, every site suggests you have to go to some sort, whether it's a pastor, a counselor, a therapist, a life coach, somebody who you trust that you can confide in and I highly recommend a professional especially somebody with experience with these people to help with the interactions the conversations the healing the finding yourself the establishing boundaries there are so many layers to narcissistic relationships that we really need someone to hold our hand and help lead us down the right path so we can be fuller stronger healthier individuals the next site for family dynamics is from psych centrals another great website that i use a lot this article in particular was written by rachel lee her first suggestion is to not assume that they will respect your decision so your decision with setting boundaries setting limits the narcissist is going to take it personally and they don't understand boundaries so we have to be prepared that in any dynamic but you know we're talking about family right now but any narcissistic dynamic they're not going to be happy they're going to feel very threatened with a boundary with a limit with you saying hey you know what this topic is off limits for conversation or I'm not going to interact with you in this situation or we're going to have limited time together they are not going to react in a in a good way and they're not going to respect that decision so we have to go in being 100 percent prepared that this is not going to be respected and that we're most likely going to get backlash so if you're going to go set some boundaries with your family member be prepared and don't assume that they're automatically going to be like okay yeah that's fine i respect your decision because that's not going to happen that's not how they operate 
The second second suggestion is to be prepared for an all-out smear campaign. We know after discards, after fights, the smear campaign is one of those insidious, evil tactics, one of those tools in the narcissistic tool belt. So the gloves come off. Whether you did something bad or not, they are going to go to others. They are going to do whatever they can to discredit you. They're going to tell other people in the family, could even be family friends, that you said and did things that you never did or they'll blow something way out of proportion, take it out of context. It doesn't matter. They are going to be the victim and you are going to be the villain this is their way of doing damage control and taking away your power and your dignity as a person. It doesn't matter whether you are completely innocent or not. I mean, this is what is so sick about these people. It, it doesn't matter. They rewrite history. They rewrite reality in whatever way they see fit. So be prepared for smear campaigns with your family members. When you set boundaries, if you do limited contact, especially no contact, if you are cutting a narcissist out of your life, there are going to be consequences. But in the end, it will be worth it if this is what you deem best for your life, for your personal well-being. If this is the decision you make, you got to stick with it because you deserve the best life. Okay, you deserve happiness, love, confidence, self-worth, self-esteem. You are a phoenix. Got it? Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go off on a tangent again. I'm trying to rein it in. Beware of those tedious little flying monkeys. <laughs> flying monkeys are the little minions. They are the people your family gathers up the ones they recruit and they get them to believe all of these horrible things about you they try to in a family situation guilt you into keeping contact with them they are basically like in the despicable me movies it's like <laughs> They are the little minions and they are doing the bidding, except they're nowhere near as cute or funny. But <laughs> I know I had this with my ex when he stood up to his mother and would set boundaries with her. She would lose it and she would guilt trip him and tell him all these things. Oh, you're so mean and horrible to me. And ever since you got in a relationship with me um that this girl has been a bad influence on you and that you I mean just just because he was setting boundaries and saying no you know he wasn't bending over backwards to hurt himself to please her anymore and she could not handle it so what she would do is she would send in her flying monkey was usually his sisters we've had both of his sisters come in sending texts trying to get him to placate his mother trying to get him to roll over trying to guilt trip him for her I mean it was 
I mean, it's just mind-boggling to me I that you would use your own children to pit them against each other to for you know to do your bidding. And I'm sure a lot of you with narcissistic family members have seen it. You have lived it. Maybe you were even used as a flying monkey. But just know that setting boundaries with a narcissistic family member, this is something that could happen if it hasn't already happened to you. So just be prepared as best as you can. Number four is be firm and don't give in if you know that nothing has really changed when, you know, you make up your mind to do limited contact or no contact, you will encounter every tactic in the narcissistic tool belt. It will be everything in the book thrown at you. Guilt or being, projecting, uh, gaslighting, anything you can think of, it's going to come your way and anything that they can do to bring you back in to gain control and power over you they will do nothing is off limits to a narcissist surround yourself with a good support network you know again this is a emotionally terrifying draining hurtful experience especially if these are nuclear family members it's a parent a child a sibling this is very difficult and you need a support network you need people to lift you up people that will let you cry on their shoulder vent to this is not going to be easy and I'm sure it hasn't been easy if you were raised in this environment it is toxic and poisonous to children it is a horrible place to be in so please find a good support network and their last suggestion is to, you know, to be kind to yourself. And that is a good suggestion in any of these narcissistic dynamics. I think all of these suggestions are good for any type of narcissistic relationship, but they are very helpful with the family, especially. But be kind to yourself and know that this is not you. This is all the other person and that you are doing what is best for your life you only get one life you deserve to be happy and healthy you don't deserve toxicity and poison you deserve love and happiness so please be kind to yourself especially while you are healing healing is a very difficult journey we all know and we all just need to be there for each other and to especially be there for ourselves Next, we are going to talk about the narcissistic pastor. This was incredibly difficult to research. I do not know why there isn't much research out there. I don't know if this is something that's not common or if it's just not looked into enough. So I do apologize that I am not familiar with it personally and... I couldn't find that much, but if anyone out there does have resources that I can share with other members in the community, that would be great if you could tell me more about it. I did find an article called The Narcissistic Pastor by Alan O'Brien. So his suggestions are if you are working for a narcissistic pastor, so you are working in the church under this person, to quote tone down praise and support so you're not expected to give it out 
don't share too much of your own expertise unless you must write down conversations with dates and times you know side note this is always important with narcissistic relationships just for your own sanity and if you need to bring anything up in court always take notes record as much as you can he says to also keep track of your work daily find an outside person you can talk to that will give you healthy perspective and to keep your options open and find another position before being fired or developing an emotional disorder so that is a fantastic point you could either be fired or you could develop trauma depression anxiety and eating disorder so many things could happen insomnia so make sure that you tackle things before they get out of control if you can feel it affecting you physically emotionally spiritually and the support system as always is so vital to our survival and our success he also goes into if you attend a church with a narcissistic pastor so not working under one but attending the church where one does work he says to make sure that you are not criticizing their leadership if your frustration is possibly with something else so just really check in with yourself and make sure that this is what you're seeing this is what you're feeling create a healthy check and balance to the pastor's influence by creating boundaries and limitations don't expect them to change readily or to find another church I think that's what is really hard with these situations is that we either have to learn to deal while we're in them or we have to cut it out of our lives completely and a lot of the time unfortunately that is not an option that is available to us so create boundaries set limits have a support system document and if it is something if you can't continue to work under this pastor or you can't continue to attend the church with this pastor if there's someone in the church that you can't speak to about your concerns then you're most likely your best bet would be to leave but if there is but if there are other people who work in the church that you can trust that you can bring these concerns to I would absolutely do that before you have to uproot and find another community I can't imagine how difficult that would be and again if anyone else has any resources for how to deal with narcissism in the church I would love to share those so please send them to me on the social media or the email address with all the information and all that information is in the episode description I would really appreciate it because unfortunately i just i don't know if i was looking in the wrong place but it was very hard to find resources on this and i know that it is a problem i have heard of it and it people need to know how to cope and heal with that because somebody using the power of god of all things to abuse and take advantage of others is an atrocity and i can't even imagine the spiritual and emotional damage so Please, yes, if you have information, let me know because it should not be ignored. The next dynamic we are going to look at is how to deal with narcissists at work. Oof. 
can't even imagine. It has to be so frustrating. This is a place where you go to either live out your passion or and or how you take care of yourself, your family, it's how you provide for others in your life. I just can't even fathom having this person and you are stuck with them. So let's look at ways that we can deal with this. Number one, we are back to psychology today. This is a good article by Stephanie A. Sarkis, PhD. Her first suggestion is to get everything in writing. So either, you know, take notes of what they're saying. If you can get them to have these things emailed to you, that would be even better because then it's showing that it came directly from them. Keep as much documentation as you can when they said things what they said so that if you have to go to a lawyer if you have to go to management if you have to go to hr you will have everything that you need all of your evidence all of your proof and hopefully one folder one file whatever you have next suggestion is to avoid a fight the same with all these dynamics especially in a place of work do not give them the opportunity do not let them take you down hold your power stand stand in your power stand your ground just walk away but remember to document what they said when it happened where it happened how it happened And just to keep in mind that this is all about them. Nothing to do with you. Don't give them the satisfaction of a reaction. It's the same thing we talk about with all narcissistic relationships. Is to be as boring as a gray rock. Go gray rock if you can. Okay? Because nothing drives them crazier. And nothing bores them more than a gray rock. Number three, kind of related to the the last suggestion is realize it's not personal. It is horrible to be the victim of a narcissist. And it is even harder to remember that these things that they're saying and doing are not true. They're not justified. And to hold on to reality, like the other author had said, you know, remember who you really are inside and know that this is them trying to gain power. This is their sick personality, their sick mind, trying to gain control of a situation in a person again. So just realize that you are strong, beautiful, intelligent, powerful, graceful, deserving of respect, dignity. You are not the problem. This person is the problem. Number four, don't give personal information or opinions to the narcissist. Again, narcissists are energy vampires. They feed off of anything you tell them you're kryptonite. They're going to take that and use that as a weapon against you. It happens in any narcissistic relationship. It is one of their vile, disgusting ways of stabbing you in the back is to use something personal. Say you're going through a divorce. Say that you got fired from a second job or there was a loss in the family. You had a fight with somebody. It doesn't matter. Just don't tell them anything. 
if they bring something up, change the subject or walk away. Do not give them information. Or if they've heard a rumor and they're trying to get more information, do not give them more information. Stand your ground. Set limits. Number five, have a witness. So they say that if you have a narcissistic coworker that wants to speak with you privately, bring someone with you as a witness because this could be used as a buffer to protect you from falling victim to their tactics. It's also possible that they could tell your boss something false about you but then you have somebody who witnessed the conversation and can back up that that is false and not true I'm not sure how this would work if your boss is the narcissist and maybe see if you can take notes about the conversation or if you could bring a witness still in this situation I'm not sure and buffers don't always work but sometimes they do I know when my son is around, my ex will still abuse me in front of him. But if I have my brother or my mom around, he's usually well behaved. So I think it just depends on the situation. The next is to avoid contact. It's difficult to do obviously because this is somebody that you work with they could be in the cubicle or office right next to you and you're gonna have to try your damnedest to not get drawn into their web if it gets to be too hard if you cannot effectively work if you don't feel safe if you don't feel secure if you are struggling emotionally physically spiritually sexually in any way shape or form ask to be moved to a different floor of the same building go to hr go to management if it gets too crazy going into the next suggestion knowing your legal rights you can go to an attorney and ask what you can do to work through this situation and what your rights are in the workplace and it says especially if the narcissist is your boss that's going to be a much touchier situation and they also mentioned lastly that harassment is a violation of your employee rights and this is according to the u.s equal employment opportunity commission so it is very important to know your rights as an employee and to seek legal help if you're thinking that your rights have been violated. So the next article on dealing with narcissists in the workplace is written by someone named Terrence Brake. Terrence has 15 tips for, for coping with narcissists at work. So I'm, I wasn't a fan of some of the ideas because I feel like they were kind of borderline... Uh, trying to please the narcissist so I'm not too comfortable with that but some of these other suggestions I really liked so one is to set real realistic expectations for yourself if you decide to stay at this job that you might not receive the support that you need to succeed uh, especially if this is a situation where the narcissist is your boss their next thing is to not think of the narcissist or the person with narcissistic tendencies as your friend 
it doesn't matter how nice and funny and charming and persuasive they are just realize that it is all a facade it is a mask and this person is not your friend which is related to the next tip like on the other suggestions to not share your vulnerabilities your weaknesses anything that has happened to you in your life and your past because they are not your friend and they can use these things against you either in that moment later on could be years could be months could be weeks from now they'll take that information put it in their back pocket and save it for later so just be very careful of what you say to these people they suggest to engage politely and respectfully while you maintain your personal and professional boundaries communicate assertively without being aggressive so you don't want to come on too strong like you're attacking them because like we mentioned before they're gonna feel like they're being victimized and then it's all out war at that point gloves come off and it is a fight for them so be very careful but remain assertive draw those boundaries set the limits for yourself but just try to be as calm and collected about it as possible they will also feed off of that explosive anger or the tears so try again to be as removed as possible they say don't waste time and energy trying to change them as always they are not going to change it is very unlikely just be concerned with yourself your own improvement your own changes your own reflection we cannot save these people only they can save themselves build a supportive network especially if you can find allies at work similar to finding allies in your family at the church friends outside of a romantic relationship it is always good to have a support network that can keep you in check you know do a reality check to stay grounded to get different perspectives you need to watch out for gaslighting at work that's a common one so if you need to check with someone about hey so and so said this am I seeing this the wrong way then you can get that outside perspective and someone can say hey you know what no this is not reality you have a right to feel a certain way that's not what happened your memory is right don't let this person lead you down the wrong path it's always good to have that network as your advocate as your support they say to be alert always be alert it has a fantastic it has a really great quote in here it says when a narcissist can no longer control you they will try instead to control how others see you that is beautiful (laughs) that is perfect I wow great caption very true always stay on high alert looking over your shoulder watch your back because if they can't control you then you're gonna have the smear campaign and the flying monkeys so always on alert and lastly avoid them or limit the time that you are around these people if possible the rest of the suggestions were a little odd but I will post the website so you can check them out maybe that's something you'd be interested in now we are going to look at how to cope when your friend is a narcissist 
When it comes to friends, I think what's really important, as always, is to set boundaries, to not let them take advantage of you, abuse you, yell at you, gaslight, project, all those things of that nature. To trust your gut, especially if you're going into a new friendship, if the friendship seems too good to be true, if things are moving too fast, you know, like, oh my gosh, we're going to be doing you know I don't know if adults have sleepovers but you know I'm talking about not people who are attracted to each other just friends you know but if maybe here's a good example if it's someone you just met and they want to crash at you know at your house on your couch and you know you've only known them a couple days you know maybe that's something you need to think about with caution or if you're engaged and it's like they're going to be part of your wedding party and you barely know this person you know that's something you need to be very delicate about like you need to go in with caution and go slowly and be careful also manage your expectations I can't imagine having a narcissist for a friend uh, I mean, I have had narcissistic friends, but we are no longer friends. So what I'm saying is, is I can't imagine having one currently being my friend because it is draining. It is, it's just, just disappointing. You have to manage your expectations because you're not going to get much out of the relationship and uh, of course I am talking strictly about unhealthy toxic narcissism I'm not talking because everyone has a dose of healthy narcissism very low on the spectrum narcissism is a normal human trait we all have a little you know tiny dab of it some people have healthier levels of it that might be a little higher so we are talking strictly toxic here but if your friend is a toxic narcissist and you are going to try to pursue the friendship still you need to manage your expectations and know that this is going to be a very surface level friendship because you can't divulge too much information to them because that puts you at risk for your safety and for your mental well-being and you are not going to get empathy from them so you're not going to have much of an exchange it's not going to be a reciprocated relationship it's going to be a one-way street I had a friend in my life for many years I did not realize that she was a narcissist it took me actually realizing that my ex was a narcissist to realize that one of my friends was also one I never understood why I was so drained, just exhausted. I didn't, after any interaction with her, I didn't want to talk to her. Sometimes I just didn't want to return her text because I just felt like all this life was zapped from me and I never understood why. And it was always very hard hanging out with her because everything is about her. She hardly asks how you're doing. If she does, it's like she listens for two seconds and then the, the conversation just goes back to her and how her life is harder. Her troubles are harder. Everyone is against her. Everything is everyone else's fault. It was just, it was a drain. I, I it, She is 1000% an energy vampire and she's even still trying to text me 
and she had vanished from my life for months. I mean, she hasn't she hasn't been there for me at all through this horrendous journey that I've been going through. And now that she's having problems in her own world, she's trying to reach out to me again because she knows that I am a giver and a listener and I'm empathetic. But now that I've learned from my ex that I can't be doing those things anymore and that I have to put myself and my son first, I have set boundaries and I'm not letting that into my life again because I could already see from the text that she was trying to tell me like, hey, no, where are you? I miss you. I have all this shit going on in my life. (laughs) Like, and it's just, I was civil and I just said, hey, I'm okay. How are you? And then she's back into oh my god this this and that and I just like you know I'm not going to respond because I can't do this anymore but I will remain civil and be a good person but it is very limited to no contact because I can't have that in my life anymore friendships have to be a two-way street they need to be reciprocated you can't have someone just sucking everything out of you like a dementor from Harry Potter there's another nerd reference but you have to have the give and take and they don't give that to you there was one website uh wiki how it had some very i just understand some of these websites have very strange suggestions that i'm not comfortable with i'm not going to tell you to do these things because i don't like them but then on the same page they also have good suggestions so it's very strange so i'm just going to share some of the good ones that i found but one of the things they say is to ignore them if they are being unreasonable. So if you are choosing to try to remain in a friendship with a narcissist, they say that you can walk away if you are stuck in a situation, put some music on, you know, ask for a friend, an ally to come and support you. Just don't don't let them get away with the tactics don't let them take you down if they're having one of their narc tantrums leave or ignore them there's that's really all you can do right so you have to basically scroll down on this page because i just don't understand how some people suggest like pleasing the narcissist and walking on eggshells and i just don't think that is i mean that's what gets us in these situations in the first place and it's so degrading and unhealthy so ignore those things if you're going to look at this site go down to getting your needs met method three they say stop trying to please them I think this is a really really great point do what pleases you don't worry about what your friend thinks don't worry about how they're going to react just be the best version of yourself and be true to yourself and know yourself if they're gonna throw a tantrum just ignore them or walk away remove yourself from the situation we can't keep putting other people before our own health and our own sanity it has to stop avoid telling them things they can use to hurt you again this is really hard I don't know how people have friends that are narcissists because like I said there's 
no give and take it's just take 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 because if you try and give it's either ignored or it's used against you so this is a very difficult situation to be in and i i empathize with you people out there so much if you are trying to survive uh, a current friendship with a narcissist or if you are coping with one after the fact uh, I just I can't even imagine so like in all other dynamics with narcissists don't tell them your fears uh, any bad things that have happened to you are you depressed uh, are you embarrassed about something anything you're worried about because that can be used against you god it is so hard talking about this because this is just not a real friendship oh this is so upsetting stay on track with your own goals rather than letting them distract you again just as always don't let the narcissist tear you down don't let them destroy your self-esteem you do you you make the choices that are best for your life that make you the best version of yourself if you need advice do not go to this person maybe you feel guilty because this is someone you grew up with like the narcissist friend that I'm having to cut out of my life I've known since I was nine it is very difficult so maybe that's something that's happening to you maybe you're feeling guilt about someone you grew up with maybe they were like a sister or a brother to you but if you need advice or guidance if you need someone to vent to to cry to please go to a family member or friend who's not a narcissist or at least not that you know of someone you like someone you feel in your gut you trust in your intuition is a good person go to them and not this person because you're not you're not going to get your needs met you are you're not going to get anything from them because again they are going to shine the spotlight on themselves or they're going to pretend to have empathy for you and then they're going to take that information put it in a file in their brain put it in their back pocket and it's going to come out later so be very very cautious if you are struggling to set boundaries like they you know they say see a therapist this is very important we have to set boundaries with everyone in our life including our friends the next suggestion is to spend less time with them if it's necessary again this is a very hard thing to do but if someone makes you feel bad about yourself you need to to give space for yourself you need to remove yourself from the situation so as difficult as this is it could be in your best interest to take a break from the friendship and reevaluate what are you getting from this are you getting anything from it why do you want this person in your life still you gotta go with your gut you know try not to overthink it just go with your instincts what is your inner being what is your inner light telling you if you want this person in your life still you're gonna have to get outside help and guidance in learning how to communicate with this person and how to navigate this complicated complex relationship if this person is so toxic to the point where you are are feeling bad about yourself you're feeling bad about 
being around them, then you have to cut them out. Again, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying there's there's two options here. If you know you either have to to cope and try and survive with it or you have to cut them off and then heal. It's sadly with a narcissist, they do not give us very many options because they just they aren't like other people it's not a simple black and white situation even though funny enough they see things in black and white but they are very complicated and lastly like i just said that says consider ending the friendship if the relationship is too toxic so that's something you really need to think about is how you want to move forward do you want to cut this person out of your life or do you want to try to continue working on the friendship I would suggest if you're going to cut them out like the other author said in the beginning of the podcast let go with love I don't think you need to be cruel you don't need to come down to their level they have a good example on here it says Lately, I don't feel like you're respecting my decision, so I think it's best we don't stay friends. So just something like that. Try to use I statements, not put, you know, don't say you, 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 you. Just say, hey, you know, I have been feeling like I haven't been heard, like I haven't been seen. I feel like I'm being disrespected. And then just say, I think it's, I think it's time that we go our separate ways, you know. You don't have to be harsh and you don't have to be rude. Just be assertive and civil and set that boundary. You know, you don't need to ghost them or just remove them and block them. But I mean, again, I'm not going to tell you what to do if that's what you deem necessary and that's the best. You know, maybe they are out of control. Maybe they are obsessive if it's someone you think might try and stalk you or harass you then maybe that is the best way to go about it so again consult a professional don't take what I say word for word always consult a professional for this kind of guidance you want to be as delicate as you can so that you are safe and that you're not going to get the most severe backlash from these people And lastly, we are going to look at narcissism in the romantic relationship, which we have covered a lot because that is my personal experience. I found a great page on a site called Mom Junction. It is written by someone named Debolina Raja and read it medically reviewed by a psychoanalyst and clinical psychologist named Vincenzo Sinisi. So they have a section on how to deal with a narcissistic husband or wife and their first tip is to not give in to your partner's attention-seeking tactics. To remember that these are driven by their insecurity and that this isn't something you have power over. It's nothing you can control so that you and that you need to take time for yourself and spend it the way you want to. So if they're trying to get your attention, they're throwing a tantrum, or they're using one of their tactics on you, you need to go 
you know take a breath go for a walk outside remove yourself go to another room in the house or the apartment go I know this is so hard with COVID but maybe go grab you know put your mask on go grab some takeout and then go eat you know away from other people (laughs) I'm always gonna advise you to be safe but go eat something yummy you know out by yourself or maybe have a you know you could do a distance walk with a friend you guys could wear masks you could walk six feet away from each other go for a walk and talk on the phone to a family member or a friend just make sure that you are taking time to take care of you and to uh you know collect your thoughts and calm down because it's it's really hard to deal with these situations when we're all riled up and emotions are running high the next tip is to tell yourself that you are a wonderful person like I mentioned in part one of the healing series a positive self-affirmation is very very important is so vital to emotional well-being and self-esteem and confidence remind yourself every day that you are worthy of love you are worthy of respect you are worthy of happiness and you're worth fighting for you are a king or a queen you know and that's something you can't ever forget so make sure you work on that work on loving yourself and remember to remind yourself every day that you are a deserving and worthy human being the next suggestion is if you are trying to work on the relationship but feel constantly criticized get in touch with people who know you very well and speak to them so this is similar to what i was just saying with a friendship if you are experiencing gaslighting especially you need to do a reality check with someone that knows you very very well and someone that you can trust and they will tell you what is going on they will give you perspective you need that outside perspective because when we are isolated from other opinions we're isolated from the perspectives of family members and friends we lose track of who we are and we fall into the trap of believing what these people are saying about us so it is vitally important that we have that support network that can reassure us can lift us up and help remind us that we are valid our feelings are valid and our memories are valid so this is very very critical the next is understand you may never be able to change your partner this goes across all narcissistic relationships they can't change we really need to control our expectations okay I am going to skip number five because I do not know how I feel about it I'm gonna be honest with you like I said some of these sites have really great suggestions mixed in with some very strange ones that instinctually just my inner being are saying "Uh uh-uh I'm not okay with it so we're gonna skip it but I will put all this information up on the social media so you can go and find what works for you, which ones you like. You might think these the ones I'm skipping are great, and that is totally cool. I don't mind. This is just personally what I don't like, but 
we're going to skip this one. <laughs> Moving on to the next, it says, do not shy away from sharing your feelings with your partner. This is really risky because, again, they can use what you tell them against you. But at the same time, you need to be able to say things and not worry about consequences you need to be honest in your communication and not walk on eggshells and I know a lot of us have experienced that and you need to be able to talk without fear uh, without fear of retaliation of punishment and this goes into the next suggestion which is to tell your partner about the things that are not acceptable to you and to set boundaries so you need to be firm and assertive talk without fear be honest and also set the boundaries and say what is acceptable in this relationship and what is not acceptable they also have some suggestions on if you want to end the relationship so proceed with caution they are expert manipulators and they will charm your socks off so always proceed with caution but they say to you know stop blaming yourself for everything that goes wrong in your partner's life their crap is their crap it is that is not your doing it is not your fault it is not your responsibility they need to take responsibility for their own life understand that your partner will never change his or her ways that seems to be a recurring theme on every on every resource we've looked at. Start voicing your displeasure and hold your ground. Hold your ground. That is a... You are a warrior. Stand firm in the ground that you stand on. Start spending time outside your relationship and activities that make you happy. So don't focus on what's going to make your partner happy what's going to fulfill his or her needs what's what do they want what do you want what makes you fulfilled and full of joy and pleasure think of those things okay no more walking on eggshells no more sacrificing your needs your happiness your well-being for this person okay Their next suggestion is to start alienating yourself physically as well as emotionally. You need to start distancing yourself. Start trying to cut those ties. And lastly, they say, if you are not able to say these things out loud, write a letter to your narcissistic partner and explain why you are moving out, why you are moving on, why this isn't working. Let out all the emotions you have a right to stand up for yourself to have a life that you want and to tell someone why you're hurt and how they have hurt you again i can't emphasize this enough please seek guidance in going through a relationship with a narcissist in any dynamic and especially if you are going to cut one out of your life you need that support and you need someone to hold your hand and walk you down this path because it is not going to be easy. Okay, so just make sure that you are getting as much assistance as possible. 
The next article is from Healthline. The article is written by Anne Pietrangelo and medically reviewed by Timothy J. Leg, Ph.D. It is 10 tips for dealing with, with a narcissistic personality. Their first suggestion is to see the narcissist for who they really are. To remember that when you are in a romantic relationship with a narcissist, when you bring up an issue, you are more than likely going to be met with resistance. And this is just a a part of accepting who they are. And that there's not much we can do to change that. So this is a very difficult thing. Like I said, narcissists do not root. They don't give us many choices. Number two is to break the spell and stop focusing on them. Take care of yourself. Put yourself first. Remember that you are not their therapist. You are not their parent. You cannot fix them. You can't make them feel better about whatever the world has done wrong to them because that is just who they are and that is something they have to deal with we cannot heal these people as much as we want so just remember that you are the boyfriend or husband the wife or the girlfriend you are not anything more you are not the parent and you are not the therapist that is not your job I know a lot of this is repetition but Again, just be specific, be assertive. Tell them what is acceptable and what is not acceptable. This is your life and this is your relationship. You need to tell them, hey, you know what? I don't like when you speak to me that way. Or, hey, I feel like I'm not being heard right now. I feel like you are invalidating my feelings. Be as clear cut and straight and assertive as possible try to keep the emotion out of it because once you bring in the emotion they're going to suck you dry and they are going to feel attacked and then they get into that narcissistic defensive mode which is oh god (laughs) we all know the defensive mode tantrum is not good when they feel victimized it is a whole thing right set boundaries every every relationship with a narcissist always set those clear boundaries and be consistent don't that's something that hasn't been said yet don't walk back your boundaries you have to be consistent it's similar to when you're raising a child you have to be consistent in the discipline and it's the same thing with a narcissistic relationship is when you are setting boundaries don't set the boundary and then sometimes there's no repercussions for them crossing it and then other times there's not there need to be repercussions every time so keep it consistent because if they see that there are ways around it or that there are weak spots they're gonna find a loophole and a way around it and then you're in real trouble so stay consistent stay strong expect pushback when we stand up to a narc they're most likely going to respond this could be manipulation it could be guilt tripping could be gaslighting uh any way they can try and control you to gain that power back to make you feel like they didn't do anything wrong 
you're the bad guy. It could be projection. They could be verbally abusing you. It's anything goes at this point. But do not, do not step down. Stay firm where you are because they need to know that you are consistent and they will take you seriously. So just, again, be the strong, grounded, powerful warrior that you are. And just remember, you know, work on those expectations that there is going to be pushback. There will be retaliation. There will be tantrums when you assert boundaries and when you set limits. Next is to remember that you're not at fault. As we know, narcissists project all of their just their self-loathing, their self-hate, their insecurities. It's all on us. It's just the way their twisted minds work. Remember that it is not you. I love that they say on here that you might be tempted to keep the peace by accepting the blame. But don't. Do not take yourself down one, two, three, ten notches because it makes them feel better or it calms down the situation. You know who you are. You know reality. So don't let them change that. So just really remember that when you are with your partner, it is not your fault. Okay? As always, find a support system. Make sure you are getting together with family. I know the current situation with the world right now makes that a lot more difficult. But if you need to have private phone calls, Zoom, uh, FaceTime, do that. If you can do virtual book clubs, just make sure that you are having a circle of friends, uh, a network that is outside of this romantic relationship to help you keep things in check. Their next suggestion is to insist on immediate action and not promises. Narcs are pros at making promises and not following through on them. And that is something I've also learned from the Awakening Women podcast with Leanne Oten is that that's is that narcissists will often make these promises to you and you stay in the relationship because you think change is going to happen and then it doesn't and then you just keep going in a circle because it's like oh well he's promising he's going to change or she's saying she's not going to do this next time and then it never happens and then you get into this other fight and there's conflict and then they do it again and you're thinking okay now is the time it's going to happen this time the saying that actions speak louder than words is one of the best mottos to live by with a narcissist because you have to see the change. You have to actually see it in action happening in front of your eyes. And it has to be consistent change too. And it has to be long term. And yes, it's not going to happen overnight and it'll be a slow process. But that's how you're going to see that they're putting in the work is that it's a continuous change. My ex would make promises and sometimes he would change his behavior for like a month to two months tops and then we were back to the old behavior. So sometimes they will make these promises and nothing happens or sometimes they will try to put in the change and then it just falls back to the old ways 
that is not consistent behavior and it's not reflective of true change because they're not putting in the work anymore they just give up so make sure that you are expecting action make that clear and if it's just broken promise after broken promise then that's another thing you're going to have to take into consideration when you're deciding whether or not to stay in this romantic relationship they say next that understand that a narcissistic person may need professional help if they have full-blown npd that's going to be even more difficult because they are not going to see a problem within themselves because they are incapable of reflection and self-awareness and people who are high on the spectrum as well it's going to be hard and like with any person in the world narcissistic or not you can't make people get help and it's not your responsibility so they're going to have to want it for themselves and they're going to have to go out and get it I've heard that it is very rare for someone with many narcissistic traits. They don't even have to have full-blown NPD. But for someone with many of the traits, it is rare for them to get help. And when they do, it's, it's going through one ear and out the other. It's not real help or change. And it's not something that they're typically going to stick with. So that's also something that needs to be looked at. I've had heard of it happening, but not often. Like I've heard on podcasts, some specialists saying I've had a couple people where they have seen some effort and change, but that it's just, it's such a slim possibility of happening. So I'm not saying that it couldn't happen for you. It's very possible and the person you're dealing with could be low on the narcissistic spectrum and you have a higher chance but just understand and again just check in with your expectations then they say to recognize when you need help these relationships are not only draining but can cause so many physical symptoms depression anxiety insomnia OCD eating disorders thyroid issues weight loss weight gain it's like the list keeps going I can't even tell you I used to have these insane fears of an intruder coming into my house I mean this is just one of many many examples but I would wake up so often in the night and think that I was seeing a person in our room Uh, I had that uh, sleep paralysis really badly and I would just I could barely sleep I was always thinking someone was coming into our apartment and the weirdest thing is is now that I'm a single mother sleeping in my own apartment with my child you'd think I'd be more scared I feel safer than ever. It is the weirdest thing. I did not feel protected with my ex. I didn't feel safe with him. And that is is really alarming to me. So these things can manifest in so many different ways. And it's really important to know when you need to see a therapist, when you need to see a medical doctor, when you need to go to... Uh, support group I mean just try to you know reach out to family and friends 
check in with your support system know when you need help and go for it there is no shame in asking for help we are social creatures and we are here for each other and that is our job as decent human beings is to love and support one another so please ask for help when you need it so in conclusion you need to take the time to look at your relationship really reflect on what is important to you why you want to stay what you are getting from it and how much you can tolerate how much can you take care of yourself what what is best for you what is going to make you happy when you are an old woman or old man and you look back on your life what what are you going to think about the decision that you're going to make Are you going to regret it or are you going to think that you made the right decision? It's a really tough call to make. I think that if my ex hadn't discarded me, I would most likely still be in the relationship for my child. It is not easy to cut these people out of our lives. A lot of us are stuck in these situations or we choose to be in them because we love someone or because... They are family because they are lifelong friends because they are part of our church i'm not telling you to leave or stay unless a relationship is physically abusive and you or your children are in physical danger then absolutely you need to leave immediately but if you are not in any eminent physical danger really just look at what is best for you and your family what is best for your life what is best for your happiness and for your health and that will ultimately determine what you need to do follow your gut follow your instinct and i know a lot of this information overlapped and a lot of it is repetitive but what we can draw from it is to set limits and boundaries stand up for ourselves document everything listen to our intuition and remember that we are amazing beautiful powerful strong smart cool funny people and we deserve the best and to remember that none of this is your fault and that goes for every narcissistic dynamic all right so to wrap up this episode with some things i'm loving this week I watched the HBO show The Watchmen. It was one of the most bizarre shows I've ever seen because it was a continuation of the comics. It had some connections to the movie, but the fr- I would say the first half of the season just totally confused me and things weren't really explained until the second half of the season. And I'd say the last like 2 to 3 episodes were just amazing and so much fun and nerdy comic book goodness (laughs) but it was great Regina King is fantastic I just love her so much but what an interesting show because I felt like it worked backwards I mean things were even explained in the finale to wrap up the story as a whole and I know a lot of shows do that so I'm not really sure if I'm articulating this correctly but basically the show is almost made so you need to rewatch it so you can understand all these details that were missed because there are details mentioned in the very last episode so it was I don't know maybe I'm not making sense but it was really cool and I would definitely be down for a rewatch again in the future 
I also watched a Netflix movie called Gerald's Game. I think it's based on a Stephen King book, but I could be wrong. It's a really good movie. There's some weird stuff at the end that I wasn't too happy about that was just kind of odd and I didn't think belonged in there. But overall, it was a really good movie. It was about abuse and this woman's marriage. I mean, the guy was just this cheating jerk, making her feel guilty, making her feel like everything was her fault. He was just so cocky and arrogant, and you end up finding out something had happened in her childhood, so it was almost like she married this person that had abused her as a child. So I don't want to go into too much detail, because I'll spoil it, but as the main character is delirious she is seeing her husband talking to her and he's not really there and then she's seeing another version of herself that's also talking to her so it's like the devil and the angel on her shoulder but the really cool thing too is that it's almost representative it's representative to me of the abuser's voice being stuck in your body that poison being stuck in your veins and then her inner being her true strong powerful warrior self that she wasn't listening to and that was just so cool to see on the screen to have that duality because I know that as survivors we go through that where you're trying to figure out is this me or is this my abuser is this my voice or is it their narrative in my head that was really cool to see pretty strange ending and uh trigger warning because there is sexual abuse in the movie so just want to give a heads up but it was pretty interesting and lastly i binge watched uh the new unsolved mysteries on netflix there are six new episodes and oh my gosh I the UFO episode I didn't really care for because I thought it was kind of boring to be honest I mean it was cool that these people had all experienced the same phenomena but the other cases were like cold case files and were super fascinating and oh my gosh also frustrating because they're not solved but you kind of have a feeling of who did them but wow really well done really creepy music that kept the creepy theme song that kind of you know modernized it a bit but I highly recommend it if you're into murder mysteries because it's just oh it's so creepy and lastly I have some really good news I got accepted into a master's program for criminology and criminal justice I'm finally going to get my master's degree. I'm so excited. I can't believe that it's happening. I have been interested in crime and crime solving since I was about 12 years old in criminal psychology. My ex was not supportive of me getting more education. He just said that it was a luxury we didn't have and he just he wasn't all about it even though that was my dream. But I am taking my power back, I'm taking my life back, and I'm going to make my dreams come true. And this is a step in that direction, and it is so empowering. Yes, I'm going to 
get into a bunch of debt, but <laughs> it's going to be worth it. I know it is. And my life is going to be so much better for myself and my son. And I just, I can't wait. I am so excited to go back to school and to fulfill my dreams. That's one of the beautiful parts about healing from these people is taking our lives back and making our dreams come true and making the best life for ourselves and for our families. That was a long episode. (laughs) I hope that some of this information has helped someone in some way. I will post all this information on social media. If you'd like to be part of an episode, I am hopefully going to have an interview for the next episode, episode 12, that is in the works. If you'd like to be a part of it, please let me know. Please also rate and subscribe so we can get the podcast out there to more warriors and survivors. I love you guys so much. Keep rising. Keep shining. You are more than enough. Good night.